Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Save up to $450 on a Gibson Les Paul Studio Deluxe, up to $900 on a Gibson Les Paul Trad Pro 4, or save up to 20% on other select Gibson guitars. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What happened, Isaac? Do I? No, I can't go in this early. On, <laughs> can't on go. That. Don't go guns a blazing yet. We'll get there. We'll ramp up to it. The, I got it. We've been a couple hours since game time, so I've calmed down a little bit. I've had a long drive home to think about it. Man, when we were in the press room and you looked at me, Isaac, guys, Isaac, I've never seen Isaac mad. I'm not, I haven't been around him enough or long enough to see him in a situation where he's upset and irate. Uh, this was the closest I've ever gotten. The look in your eyes, and usually you're just like the nicest guy, talk to everybody, you know, just optimistic. And man, this was the opposite of that. Like, imagine, like, imagine, imagine with me right now, like, an angry person. That's what Isaac looked like. <laughs> I never, I never get like last year. There were some like just frustrating losses or something like that. But like they I were all generally... expected. That's the problem. Last yes, year, all the yes. all the losses were expected. Last year. All right, I'll go. I'll go straight into this. This year is going to be so different because last year at the beginning of the season, you kind of expected the Mavericks to be okay. A lot of people said they might make the playoffs, but at a certain point. You know, you're like, all right, this team sucks. <laughs> you know, like this team is bad. And now the losses are just all expected. And every offseason, you know, guys like us, we talk ourselves into the team. We talk ourselves into this team being better than this lower class of team. And they come in and you just never know. Like, you know, a team could just come in and a Marco Bellinelli can score 20 points on you. And you just, you know, you blink your eyes and all of a sudden it's there. And you, you can't take anybody – you have to take everybody seriously in the NBA. They're all NBA players. I mean, we joke that, like, the Bulls don't have NBA players, and they probably have, like, nine. But, you know, like, they're not – their whole roster isn't. But, like, guys can, can beat you. They're in this league for a reason. Uh, and we talked down the Atlanta Hawks way too much. No, we didn't talk them down way too much because they suck. They're a horrible team. They're going to be a very, very bad team. And they're still a very, very bad team. It's just they're not they're not great. They're still bad. Well, the, we just, the Mavericks were toe to toe with them the entire. There wasn't a, there wasn't a time in the game where I thought the Mavericks are dominating this bad team. Oh oh oh! I I completely agree. Like, yeah, I mean I I agree with the exception of probably JJ and what Nerlens probably. JJ Nerlens connection and JJ and Devin's connection. That th- those were those were some good minutes. Yeah, solid minutes. 
Yeah. And JJ was a minus nine and plus minus. So he, even then, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, some of these plus minuses, though. I mean, Dennis Schroeder is a player of the game, and he had a plus minus of what? Minus three. Yeah, so minus I mean, three. I mean, that, I mean, Schroeder just, I mean, he looked like he was just feasting on children. So, I mean, he just. We have, to, we have to be it. careful with the Schroeder verbs because guy is in a he's in a situation right now. So, I tweeted something <laughs> earlier and I was like, should I have really tweeted that? Like, <laughs> I mean, like basketball. I mean, he balled out tonight. I mean, that's just that is a verb we can use. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey Dennis. I mean, you don't want to. I hate the cliche. Welcome to the league. But I mean, it it was kind of a welcome to the league moment as far as Schroeder is. I mean. He's not top 10 point guard in the league, top 15. No. <laughs> top 20 at least. But yeah, I mean, top he's 20, a middle, I think. He's a middle-tier point guard, and he just put up 28. And, I mean, he was – there's times tonight to where it's like, dang, he could just get whatever he wanted. And it, it had to be a, a just a, another uh, subtle reminder to Dennis that, hey, this is a middle-tier point guard, and he just dropped 28. So um, <laughs> that's that. I mean, even like Barnes and so, you know, there was one time. I mean, I, I felt bad for HB, but I mean, they got switched off. HB was guarding him, and he just went straight past him, <laughs> and yeah, just lay. I mean, layups did you know? Did Schroeder have tonight? It oh. seemed like every time we got excited about a Dennis Smith layup, there was two from Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, and you know, it'd be cool as if we had somebody actually in the paint that could actually block the freaking shot. But you know, that freaking person's on the on the bench. Uh, we did have we that freaking we... Dwight, freaking pal in the game. All right, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Go for yeah. it. No, it's just so stupid, man. Like, why we have freaking Nerlens and Dirk? Like, it's not just Nerlens or Salah. You could put Salah out there, and he would have been way more effective. Put Salah in the game. Like, they had fourteen offensive boards. Like the the biggest crucial thing. Like, here's the thing. I joked with Nick afterwards. Anything you know, Dwight Powell hits a three. You know, Nick's fan base comes, you know, <laughs> come crawling at me saying, "Oh, Dwight hit a three. It's so counterproductive when Dwight Powell hits a three. It's like I tweet this out: the the second time Dwight hit a three, the the bench is like so happy. They're clapping. Dirk's like almost at the scores table. He's clapping, but it's not this like oh get hype clap. It's the clap of when your toddler work, walks for the first time. It's like yes we're so proud of you oh my gosh yes yes thank you you hit one like no like this is not the time this is not the time at the end of the game to where like we have this i'm proud of you type of cheer like it's just you could see from the bench it's like they're all proud dads watching dwight powell out there and you know what it really reminds me of it's like it's like dirk and nerlens had a kid and it's Dwight Powell. And like this athletic, but I'm not, you know, I'm not Nerlens at all, but I, hey, I can jump. And hey, I'm going to try to shoot outside, but I'm not nowhere. I can't even tie Dirk's shoes. So it's like they had a kid. And it's like when you play the pickup games, and that one dad has the kid that's like 12, and he's like, Yeah, my, my kid's good enough. He could play with this. We need to know. Yeah, let's get out of here. Oh, like, come out, like come Lafar. Come out here, son. No, not even Labar. It's it's the YMCA dad or the church league dad. It's like, yeah, my son's gonna play, and he's twelve, and he just kind he sucks because he's a kid, but he can hit like the occasional three because somebody like leaves him open or something like like Dwight Powell is that kid. Dwight Powell is the is the YMCA dad kid that's like halfway. 
I'm trying to even think of it. He's like a shoestring of Dirk and a shoestring of Nerlens trying to tie together in a shoot, but it's just constantly knots. I'll take your I'll take your your rope analogy and I'll, I'll raise you this one. He is a tug of war rope between Nerlens and Dirk. He can't decide which one he's going to be, and he keeps getting pulled in either direction. People say, "Well, you need to you know be able you know be defensive. You need to you know use your athleticism to your advantage." You know, and then then everybody is saying, you know, "Oh, you need to get this jump shot. You need to get a jump shot. You need to get a jump shot." And that's literally all we've talked about with Dwight Powell is that he needs to get a jump shot. And if his jump shot ever hits, then that would be good. Well, he's focused so much on the jump shot that now he's not doing anything else. He literally didn't do anything else this game. He had zero rebounds. That dude is near seven foot and can jump with anybody in the league and didn't get any rebounds and zero rebounds. And Nerlens was asked after the game, you know, out there, there was a couple offensive rebounds that, you know, didn't go the Mavs way. You know, what were you thinking on the bench? And that was the one question that I noticed. And I was kind of far away from New Orleans because, man, there was so much media there. Man, can we talk about how many people were there? There's just people from other countries. Like, there's all this stuff. But I I saw New Orleans and I watched him try to think about his answer because we've talked about how New Orleans has these prepared answers that his, his agent mm-hmm. has given him. And he didn't have an answer for that. And so he had to think about it. And he sat back and he, like, kind of squinted his eyes, squinted, his, like, his eyebrows, tried to think of an answer and was like, no, you know, I just want what's best for the team. And, like, didn't, you know, didn't even address the question at that point. And to me, it's just saying, like, it was baffling for him. And it was baffling for us, too. Nerlens' minutes were so good. He was the only guy that had a, you know, a plus minus that was above three, <laughs> positive three. And it was nine. Yeah. It was nine. Uh, Carlisle, after the game, if we want to get into it, Carlisle, after the game, when asked, because he was obviously going to be asked, what you know what was the purpose of I was so ready for this I was so ready for this question and of course you know McMahon asked it before anyone but I was um, I was so yeah it was the first there's a a second question asked because the first one was kind of a throwaway but the uh the question was asked and he said well you know Dwight hit two threes that was the first thing he said and then God and then he went into you know how he was blah 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 and then like he said it was a coach's decision. He said it was a coach's decision, and he said, I'll live with that. What I can't live with is the effort and the effort that we didn't show. And, yeah, there are some, you know, some effort things here and there on the wall, on the, you know, in the locker room. You know, he said there was a, written on it. I tweeted this out, but halftime thoughts and end-of-game thoughts. Are we communicating was one thing written on the wall. And are we giving our maximum effort or are we giving it, the, you know, the most effort we can? That's always something a coach is going to preach. However, you're, you've got a guy out there that's giving you that effort in Nerlens Noel. He was going after everything. He was getting boards. I mean, dude had nine rebounds in the first half. <laughs> in the first half, he had nine points, nine rebounds, and two blocks. And he finished the game with nine points, 11 rebounds, and, two blo- and three blocks. So you're getting nothing out of Nerlens the second half because you're just not really playing him. He said Nerlens got tired. What do you think about that? What do you think about no. him saying Nerlens got tired? That did not make any sense to me. Guy only Guy didn't even play 20 minutes. Did he get? He got tired. Nerlens was asked tonight at his locker. Saad asked him. Saad said, "Hey, you only played this amount of minutes. Is that? Can you go more?" And he looks at him and he laughs. He said, "Oh, I can go. I'm good. Like, I'm I'm good. Like he was. Come, don't don't. It ain't it. It's what does Dwight Powell give you that Dirk or Nerlens can't give you? Like that's that's my thing." Okay, if you want to make the argument, hey, we're going to put Dwight out here over Nerlens because we want to space the floor. Put 
freaking Dirk out there. I don't give a crap if Dirk said, hey, leave Dwight out there. Blah, blah, blah. Dwight said, no. If we want to space, put Dirk. If it's not about spacing, put Nerlens out there. There's no scenario in which Dwight Powell should have been on that floor. That was the other thing, is that wouldn't you rather ride or die with, you know, with Dirk? But then, you know, Carlisle also said that he was going to put, with about three minutes left in the game, he was going to put Dirk back in the game. And I think he went in for like a little bit, just a, a you know short amount of time. And Dirk came back and said, put Dwight back in because he's going to give us a better chance. How, what are we missing in Dwight Powell? And this is, you're the worst person to ask this question to, but what are we missing in Dwight Powell that both Carlisle and Dirk say that he gives them a better shot? And Nerlens wasn't even mentioned. In, in Carlisle's answer, he didn't even mention Nerlens. Give me Dorian Finney-Smith at center. He can... Like, that's the thing. Nothing, it didn't make sense. Like, little Coop, Cooperstein's son, he said it best, you know, in the press room. Jeff, he said, Jeff Cooperstein. In all, like, in the years that he's been around the team, he said, I never questioned Carlisle. Like, that's just something you yeah, just don't you do. Don't. Tonight was one of the few nights that, like, I really did. Like, there's just, I didn't get the Dwight Powell thing. He, one of the crucial plays of the game, you know, Dwayne Dedman gets the offensive board. They had 14 offensive boards. White Powell didn't get a single rebound the whole night, Zero. a single rebound. And he played, you know, almost 14 minutes. It's just like, what, what are you going for? Like, and, and that's the thing when, when, uh, when Carlisle started the press conference tonight, it's either he, he either started saying it voluntarily or he answered it in the Dwight Powell question. I think he actually said it in the Dwight Powell answer of saying he started hitting a couple threes, but we gave up some. We, you know, get basically saying he's in there. We gave up offensive boards yeah, and paint, paint protection. Like, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, like, yeah, anybody that plays 2K knows that that's not what, D- what Dwight gives you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Like, Dorian... Like that is just, what is he good at? That's my thing. What is Dwight like, good at? What is Dwight Powell good at? <laughs> like if you're not going to play Ner, like I would play Dorian Finney-Smith over Dwight Powell if I'm not going to play Nerlens or Dirk So at center, like against Dwayne Dedman. For those of you that didn't watch the game or weren't able to, you'll look at the box score the next day. And this is, this is the problem with just looking at box scores. And I've learned this covering a team now. I used to be a guy that just watched the look, look, you know, just a box score hawk and, you know, just looking at box scores. And, you know, the eye test does matter a lot. And this is one of the reasons why. Dwight Powell did, it seemed like he only, you know, he played 14 minutes. That was the second lowest on the team. So why are we having this huge outrage about Dwight Powell and why are we so upset? He played for eight, maybe 10 minutes in the fourth quarter. When it, when it mattered most. When the team going into the fourth quarter, they were tied 82 to 82. And it, those minutes mattered. Those minutes mattered a lot. And everybody was going to the rim. You know, we just talked about it. Dennis Schroeder was going to the rim at any point that he wanted to. I mean, John Collins was getting to the rim. And John Collins was getting dunks on the rim. Like, you just you needed somebody that was going to defend the rim at that point. And not a big that would, you know, could body a guy. Like, you didn't need, a, you know, somebody that could play somebody one-on-one because nobody was beating you there one-on-one in the post. 
You needed a guy that could come off the weak side and defend or come off, you know, come and be a help defender and come defend. And you have one of the best guys in the league at that <laughs> in Nerlens Noel. That's what didn't that's what we didn't understand. And yeah, plenty- and it goes down to the last possession or one of yeah. the last possessions mm-hmm. too. And this this is one of the situations that just baffled me again. Nerlens he puts Nerlens he, he puts Nerlens in for Dwight Powell. Nerlens is in the game. They, the you know, Hawks shoot the shot. Whatever, Torian Prince gets the rebound. They're, the Hawks are up by two. He gets he gets the offensive rebound and he gets fouled. So it's it's the bonus, or you know, he he gets free throws. Pretty much, he makes both of them. If he makes both of them, then you know the game's basically over. They're going to be up by four with like ten seconds left. He shoots the the first shot, and he makes it. Atlanta's up by three. They take. Nerlens out and put Dwight in. Yeah. Why? If if you you have two different mindsets on that. If you're just if you're going to get the rebound, you're hoping for a miss, obviously. So if you're hoping for a miss, you want the rebound. Well, who has who had um 11 rebounds tonight? Nerlens. Who had zero rebounds tonight? Dwight Powell. So you're hoping for the rebound. So you're going to put the guy who had zero rebounds in over the guy who had 11 rebounds. I'm more comfortable Nerlens getting that board over Dwight. Or, hey, I'm going to put Dwight in because we're going to turn around and run down the floor. If we get the rebound, we're going to run down the floor, and we need a three. Well, who would you rather have out there to shoot a three? Dirk or Dwight Powell? Even Dirk had six boards tonight. Dwight had zero. Dirk is a forty-year-old man. Yeah, so like that—that's the thing. That—that that was the the how really many, frustrating. How many rebounds does Marco Bellinelli have? Three. Bellinelli Bellinelli's <laughs> going to get picked off by a, a contender this year at the dead, deadline from Atlanta and like be a contributor. Like he can still ball. He's so smart of a player. He's been wasted on some of these Sacramento, you know, Atlanta. What, where was he last? I can't even remember where he was last year. Charlotte. Yeah, he was there for some time, and Spurs before that, that was good for him. Like, we even saw a random lineup, you know, tonight, where I was like, we've never even seen this lineup. Like, I don't even think it was sent in the preseason, to where it was it was Dirk, Dwight, Finney Smith, Devin, and JJ. It's like, what? What is that? Like, we've never even seen that, and if... We haven't seen it before. Is this like a secret weapon? Like, oh, here's our secret That's a sad lineup weapon. we're going to throw out there. And it's just a – man, it was very frustrating. I asked somebody – I asked one of the players about that, uh, about that lineup specifically and then about some other lineups that I saw. He said any lineup that was out there tonight, we did practice it. So they hmm. they did practice with all those units. Um, nothing. He said that not, you know none of the lineups out there surprised him or you know caught him off guard or were, you know were different than what they had practiced. Which I don't know. I, I'd never seen that before. Like like you said in preseason or anything. And maybe that's just because they're not playing a ton of minutes. You know, you're not you don't, don't have the volume of time to play. Yeah. So those are the. Can we talk about the, Wes real quick? Those are the negatives. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about Wes in a negative way. Uh, yeah. Well. When you make seventeen million dollars and you didn't score a single point until six minutes ago in the third quarter, that that's a little frustrating. But so that's another one with the box score. You look at it and you say, "Man, exactly. Wes had fifteen points, eight boards, five assists. You know, he had you know he's five of nine from three. That looks pretty good." And 
I thought Wes, you know, for what he gave you in the second half, that was it was great. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's what you have to have. And, I mean, when you look at it and say, why did, why did Dallas lose? Well, you can't have Wes and Barnes have just completely off nights you know, when Seth's not in there, we are, I mean, we are two of the biggest Harrison Barnes fans, like in the world, probably. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like his mother, his wife, and then us. And yeah. man, guy just did not have it tonight. There was, no. was just, he was three of 13 to finish the game. Uh, didn't make a single three. All of his, literally all of his threes were wide open. I, yeah. I watched all of every single one of them. They were wide open. They were really good looks. It wasn't contested. It wasn't coming off of a you know kind of off of a weird screen or anything like that. They were all wide open looks, like straight up to the basket. So, I mean, he was plus one. I'll say I'll say this <laughs> but, about uh, I'll say this about Barnes. He did hit. You know, he did have three assists. That was a goal. He got. He finally he got it. Year. He got his three assists, and he's he averaging nine, it right now. He had nine free throw attempts. So checked his boxes. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, he had that and I mean, he had seven boards. Yep. So, I mean, that, that part of his game, his just, his shooting wasn't there for sure, but you saw him be more aggressive. It seems like in last year, I was really pushing this last year for, for the volume score. He was, it never seemed like he got respect as far as like calls. And it seems like he just, sometimes when he drives it, he just gets clobbered. And we know, I mean, we, we know, I mean, he's been a guest on the pod, He's such a calm, cool dude. And, like, for Barnes to get, like, mad on the court or for him to really get animated, you know it's really, really getting frustrating. (laughs) And he made a subtle comment tonight at his locker as far as they were talking about how the game is called. And he's like, oh, it's just, you know, know, how the game is right now. They let, you know, you're playing through a lot of contact right now. And, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's not going to straightforward say it, but – he, you know, it has to be frustrating for him. There was two moments specifically that I noticed where Harrison Barnes gets to the rack. He throws down the, these monster dunks or got a nice, you know, lay in. And man, he stared down. It was ref number 58, Josh Tiven. He just stared that dude down the whole way down the court and was just screaming and yelling. And I was like, oh my gosh, who is this? <laughs> who is this person? Like, who is this player? It caught me off guard. I was like, man, look at. Look at Harrison Barnes getting into it. Like you said, he never, ever does that. And then there was that call. It was uh, early in the fourth quarter where Dwight Powell got hit in the face by Dennis Schroeder, and they called a foul on Dwight Powell. There was that, too, and you're just like, what the heck? And then there was Wes Matthews getting called for for the block when he literally, like, Deadman threw his shoulder into him. There's just a lot of calls down the stretch where you're just saying, what is going on? Like, what, you know? What are they even seeing? I, I was way farther away, and they just <laughs> completely missed it. Um, a couple positive things from the game bef- before we end here. Uh, I just, well, <laughs> Unless you want to do another negative, go for it. Just just want to say, Carlisle pointed out the rebound. This is weird that said, I'm being so optimistic, and you're like completely – we've, we've it, changed I, each other. You say, you No, you, you said it. Like, I was just mad tonight. Like, I was just – I was mad after this. Like we should have never, we should never lose to Atlanta Hawks. Like we, we shouldn't do that right now. These Hawks, <laughs> not where, yeah, not these Hawks. But Carlisle pointed out. He said, "Hey, they out rebounded us by nine. And that you know, we, we, I mentioned a while ago, they had fourteen offensive rebounds. And it's Dwayne Dedman and Ursan Ilyasova as your starting front court. Yeah, it is. It's, it's Dwayne, a little worrisome. It's Dwayne Dedman and the corpse of James Franco. That's basically, <laughs> that's basically who you're playing against. And is that going to be the worst front court we're going to play against the entire year? 
Possibly so. Oh my gosh! No, the Nets. The Nets have a really bad front court. They're playing. Okay. They're playing Hollis, bottom, Hollis Jefferson and Mozgov. A bottom three front court. A bottom so like, two. I don't think there's anything worse than those two. We had we had struggles, <laughs> so that that's just a, a thing where like, oh crap! If we're struggling against Deadman and Ilyasova, then. We got some you know, rebounders coming in, you know, pretty soon. So defensively, but, this team is going to struggle really bad. Yeah, I mean, especially when Dirk's out there. I mean, you just you hate to say that, but I mean, it just it's just a fact. And I mean, that's kind of what played into Dwight. You know, he he talked about it again in his locker, saying, "Hey, like, yeah, I mean, I told I told Rick I was, you know, he just felt stiff a little bit in the fourth and." But Dirk's Dirk, you don't want to talk about that. And but good things, I, I guess we, you know, I think we sh- we could we should hand out a Mavs MVP every game. Sure, we could. Would we agree on the same player for this game? Is it this Captain Slanging? I was gonna say Nerlens, but oh yeah, I think they get it both. I think they both get it, man. Double doubles for both of them. You know, Dennis Smith Jr. first play of the game, alley oop from West Matthews on the top of the key. I mean. Yeah, and they designed that. Dirk talked about yeah. it. Hey, like, they designed that to get the crowd going. And, yeah, it, it was great. It was funny because there was a guy, uh, we were talking in the press box, and we were talking, and I was like, man, I hope Dennis gets a, you know, gets gets a good dunk tonight for the crowd. And he was like, man, it'd be nice if they could draw up a backcourt. You know, like, I mean, a, a, back, <laughs> a, back a backdoor cut. cut. Yeah, and, and literally they, uh, he did it first in the first play. play and he, he turned around and looked at me. He was like, what? Like, but, no, man, that crowd – can we just say just for a few minutes how great the crowd was tonight? Like, if you were there, hats off. That place was rocking. It was, yeah. I mean, for a Wednesday night. I know it's still opening night, but just the Hawks Dennis, don't draw anybody. You know, you know, a lot of times another team draws a lot of people, but a lot of pregame stuff. Harrison Barnes addressed the crowd. Um, the debut of the the video. Uh, Mark Cuban, the Mavs, the American flag, and. Mavs history yeah, kind of I don't, all. I don't want to talk about that. Well, I'm just saying, like they built that up, and uh, Cuban had talked about it the past week, so they played the video and all that. And um, what else? Did, you know, they starting lineups. Dennis his first night, the crowd just erupted into starting lineup for that. And Dirk, man, like I got chills just all over my body when it's like 20th season. You know, now's in the name again. That place just standing ovation, just people just going nuts. Like, I don't know. It was just a, it was just another sweet thing, and it felt like it took forever for the game to start. It really did. But, uh, they they stood for the national anthem, and we were standing for a good twenty minutes because of the video and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like long everything, game. everything with it. But yeah, hats off to the crowd, and it was it was it was a like a close game. So like the crowd was into it even in the fourth quarter. And it was really cool to see like Dennis show emotion. Like there was, there was one time like they had just a big play in the fourth. It was, you know, that's three or four minutes of game. You know, Harrison got super pumped. Dennis was, you know, hollering, yelling. Like it was just, it was cool to just see him so invested and so pumped up on the court that I don't know. Even, even though we lost, that's, that's a, a those cool two guys took over the game for that. Those last couple minutes there, uh, you know, two minutes left. Barnes hits a couple of free throws. Then, you know, uh, hit some more free throws. And then Barnes had that running layup where he stared down the ref. And then, you know, that that was from a, an assist from Dennis Smith that got him his tenth assist. 
And you know, just for a stretch there, those two guys were going at it, and that had everybody on their feet. I mean, we were at the AAC every every game last year, and it it takes a lot to put fans on their feet in the, in the American Airlines Center. And they got up, and they were super excited. They were pumped. You know, it's tied 111 with a you know a minute five left, and Harrison Barnes had a chance to put them up. Held on to the ball a little too long, and uh, got a shot clock violation that took the wind out of the whole crowd. Uh, timeout called. Torian Prince got that bucket, and then, yeah, last the last, one of the last plays of the game. There's 30 seconds left, and finally Carlisle puts in Noel <laughs> to get a rebound, and he ended up thanks for that. He ended up guarding. He ended up getting switched onto the ball handler, and so he was way far away from the rebound. wasn't able to get it. He contested the Bellinelli threes. So. Right, right. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I do want. I do want to mention something about uh, about Nerlens. What about it is the putback dunk and the emotion. I mean, put me in. Like I was ready to go. I was so hyped whenever they. I forgot who shot the three, and he just came out. He just blocked his shot. Uh, I think it was Bazemore's dunk. That was a that was a sequence right there. Yeah, comes down the court. Somebody shoots a three. He catches the three off the you know off the rebound throws it in not only throws it in just you know pile drives at home a, a put back dunk but then like follows through with it and just starts yelling pumping up his arms his hands getting it right over on the front row refs immediately tech you know give him a tech for just over just pumping up the crowd it was just like it was nuts he didn't get like, a technical foul for that i'm Bazemore got a technical foul because then Harrison Barnes went and shot the free throw. Then Nerlens came back and he shot his two free throws. Oh, uh, okay. That's what happened with Bazemore. But yeah, that sequence it was it was midway through the second quarter and Nerlens you know gets this. He, Dennis tried to um, Dennis Schroeder tried to drive on Harrison Barnes and Nerlens comes out of nowhere and blocks him and then. You know, Dennis Smith Jr. goes the other way, and he gets blocked by somebody. But then he comes back, and Nerlens just swatted this guy. And then the putback jam that you just talked about, and just the insanity erupted. And that was at that point where he had nine points, nine rebounds, two blocks in nine minutes. <laughs> Nuts. Nine minutes. Those are some some really really good minutes. Uh, I mean, he keeps playing like that. I mean, that's the that's the Nerlens we were hoping for this year. And that's the Nerlens that's really gonna make. I mean, really, people think <laughs> as far as him coming off the bench. And I mean, he only got 19 minutes tonight. So yeah. So there was a Dennis Smith Jr. situation. Took a little hard fall as he was going for it. You know, dunk slash layup attempt. Uh, he was taken back to the locker room. Uh, but then just a couple minutes later, he was back on the bench. Um, you know, and I'll say this, like, there's some people saying on Twitter, is like, hey, it's not worth it. Like, he shouldn't be doing that. Don't bull crap. Like, you can't not jump. Yeah, what do you mean? Like, like what's I mean, not worth it? Playing calling, in the game? You can't just sit him forever. Yeah, I mean, he takes risks. Yeah, I mean, he drove the lane. Like, there's probably, like, three people in the league that would do what he he tried to do. I mean, Russell Westbrook, and I don't even know another person. Like, LeBron was never the type that would try to poster people. Like, Durant's not that person. Like, those people don't just drive the lane, cock it back, and say, "I'm just going to try to dunk on all y'all." And that's what I mean. Six foot two, Dennis, you know, tried to do tonight, and he's going to land one of these soon. He's going to, and it's just going to break all of social media. But yeah, he landed awkwardly on that left knee, and you're just like, "Ooh, like Oof. okay, 
and he shot the two free throws, went out. But yeah, he came back and he looked like he was fine. But it was it was a little scary. It was scary. I was I was a little nervous about it, but glad he came back and he looked he looked fine after that. He did not score in the fourth quarter though. That is just you know rookie situation. Got a couple assists in the fourth quarter, but did not score at all in the fourth quarter because I was thinking about what we what we talked about with you know how many points Dennis was going to score. And he had 16 points going in the fourth. I was like, if this dude doesn't score four, two baskets in the fourth quarter, <laughs> I'm going to be upset because that's what exactly what I called. And he, yeah. he ended up not doing it. So, Well, me and you both said the Mavericks are going to uh, win four games this month. So uh, I'm pretty sure I, I might be stretching it some, but I think you probably counted this as a win also. <laughs> yeah, definitely counted this as a win. Yeah. A, a for sure win. Dirk got two threes, so we're we're just we're on our we're on pace. We're on pace for Dirk to get his threes. He should have had more, and he admitted he's like, hey, he had some you know looks at the threes. It just didn't go in. So let's talk about yeah. the threes. The Mavericks took forty five threes. <laughs> the Hawks took eighteen threes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all, most Dang. of the Mavericks' attempts were open shots. Were good looks. If those go down, the Mavericks score 140 points and they win this game. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's and they their, shot a good percentage, hey. 17, you know, 17 of 45. That's a, that's you know, 38. percent That's that's a good percentage. Yeah, I mean, drive kick, drive kick, drive kick. That's the, that's their game. And uh, I mean, you saw you saw there was a perfect play, and I tweeted out the gif of it to where Dennis he go he comes off the screen and he kind of just like kind of. It looks so 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 much like a it reminds me of a Chris Paul type of vet move to where he kind of casually gets into the lane and he's kind of feeling his way around and he feels two bodies just gravitate towards him and he just does this like one hand you know over the head pass back to Dirk who's you know at the top of the key that it's those plays that you're like man Dirk is so valuable because you just put it's the pick and pop and you know not a pick and roll but a pick and pop where you put Dirk at the top of the key after he sets the pick, and then his defender has this choice. <laughs> Hedge on Dennis to stop him from going to the lane. If he does that, then Dirk's open, and I love those plays. And we saw a perfect one tonight, and Dirk drilled the three, and you're just like, man, that's so beautiful to watch. Really, the first of the game was awesome because, you know, the as far as for Dallas, alley-oop to Dennis. Next possession was a, a transition, uh, Dennis, that could have been a charge on Dennis, but they didn't call it, but he still scored. So quick quick four points for Dennis, and then right after that was a Dirk three. And you're like, this is so freaking you're fun. You're like, let's go. Like, <laughs> I know, like you're so hyped. It's like, this is Mavs basketball right here. But whatever. And then go back to listen to the beginning of this podcast, and that's how it ended. And then Dennis Schroeder happened. Uh the same player that I talked to you said that it wasn't Dennis Schroeder that killed him. It was Marco Bellinelli because you kind of expect Dennis Schroeder to get his shots, but Bellinelli was just hit. <laughs> 26 shots. Yeah, seriously. I mean, he even, I mean, he shot 50%, so it's not like he was just a yeah, chucker, yeah, yeah. like not hitting him, but Bellinelli getting 20 points. That is uh, on 14 shots. <laughs> like what, how many point guards, how many point guards can get 28 points and only hit one three and shoot 50%? Like that shows that you he got Westbrook. to that should, yeah yeah I mean but that that just shows you the you know the lack of paint protection that we had and his ability to penetrate and just get right to the rim and how many layups he had and two free throws <laughs> only yeah. two free throw attempts it's not like he was really getting contested a lot at the rim either 
That's true. And, they, and like, I feel like all their white dudes just kept on hitting them. Like Babbitt. There was a, there was Muscala, a, there was a, a stretch Frodo. there where it seemed like Muscala was like, you guys should have signed me. And just came. <laughs> also, I wanted to point this out. There was a point in the second quarter where I, I swear the Hawks called a timeout so Mike Muscala could adjust his man bun. Because he like waved his finger at the bench, and like to go like out or tumbo. something, to go out or something, and then they call a timeout. And as soon as they call a timeout, he's like messing with his man button. I was like, "What the heck? What is going on there?" Anyway, he had to readjust his ponytail. That's the kind of insight you get on Locked On Mavericks. John Collins almost, man, he almost he almost down on he Dirk almost ended Dirk. And I would have. He would have not. Nobody can end Dirk, but. It would have made me cry. It would have been John, sad. John, we talked. We talked about him previewing this game. And I said, you know, I was really excited about watching him play. I think he's a, a good, a good player. But uh, Dennis did joke at his locker after the game. We were talking about missed dunks, and they, they were. We were joking to him about John Collins' miss, missed dunks, and he's like, "Yeah, that's whatever." You know, they he you know, they have like an ACC thing, you know, because they both play in ACC. And he was like, "Yeah, but my my missed dunks are the only ones that matter." And, <laughs> He was just like joking around about it, but I'm glad that he did not connect on one of those dunks over Dirk. I'm going to leave you guys with this scoop. This, you know, I don't know if it's ice cream scoop, breaking news or whatever, but. Oh, crap. Dennis Smith Jr. before the season had never been to an NBA game before. He had never attended an NBA basketball game. Today was the first time that he was present for an NBA basketball game. And he did talk about how much tickets were for the Hornets in North Carolina, how how pricey it was. Yeah. Jordan is uh his airness is charging the prices, I guess. Also, Dennis is wearing a Princess and the Frog backpack. Yes, I tweeted out that video as well. You can check that out on my Twitter page. <laughs> for his uh rookie duties that he got from Devin Harris. <laughs> Because Devin has three girls, so he said he had a pick of some princess backpacks. And uh, I, I thought it was nice that Devin yeah, let him. I choose. think Bobby. Had... <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, he did. What's the? I don't even know the princess's name. Is it like Tiana or? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It's from Princess Brianna, and the Frog. Brianna I never, or... I never saw that. Either way, it's funny seeing Dennis uh, wear the backpack, and Bobby's like, "What are you having to backpack?" And he's like, "An iPad." <laughs> like that was yeah, it. that was it. It wasn't even a case or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, it's just funny, you know, especially seeing just small talk like that with Dennis to remind yourself that, and it's just another reminder of the fans. He's nineteen, youngest he's nineteen, youngest so. Maverick to ever take the floor as a starter ever, or just ever, ever. Huh. The youngest. Uh, I knew as a starter, youngest, but I didn't know about the ever thing. I think he was the youngest and maybe only other rookie besides Jason Kidd to to get a, a double double with points and assists. Those were via Bobby Corrala. Shout out to the BK Brawler. All right, guys. Okay, there you go. First game of the season oh. came and went. <laughs> it was a stinky one. We will bring you some draft coverage tomorrow <laughs> as we prepare for the final the final lottery with actual stakes in it so guys thank you so much for listening to lockdown mavericks you can follow me at nick van exit at you can follow isaac at isaac harris nba if you would like to sponsor this podcast uh, we got some good sponsors in the works coming here so if you want to get on board the spots are filling up fast uh, 
email me nickangstead at gmail.com i'll put that in the description of this podcast and uh guys thank you so much for listening keep subscribing and the season is here and there will be more dennis smith jr to come heck yeah shout out to andy minio for our intro song a dunk contest check out his latest album with words play Dunk, Peace out. Dunk contest. Boom. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.